0: so excited to announce my involvement with the Celebrity Softball Classic coming up on November 4th, 2023 at the Riders Field in Frisco, Texas. Never have I been honored to be part of a celebrity sports event ever. I know music and the stage. I am so excited because everything we're going to be doing is to benefit our veterans. There will be 200 tickets given away free to veterans, first responders, and their families for every $1,000 donation. So if you can help out, please go to CelebritySoftballClassic.org and donate today. We're also looking for corporate sponsors. Please call 817-308-5476. Go over to CelebritySoftballClassic.org and pick up your tickets now so that you can join us as we thank our veterans and first responders. We should be donating close to $200,000 to over 10 different charities. Past celebrities have included Matthew McConaughey, Isaiah Stanback from the Dallas Cowboys, Eric Warfield from the Kansas City Chiefs, Chaz Taylor, pro wrestler, Tommy Harris of the Chicago Bears, and this year, yours truly, Tanya Joy from The Tanya Joy Show. Please join me on November 4th in Frisco, Texas for the Celebrity Softball Classic. Grab your tickets now at celebritysoftballclassic.org and help spread the word so that we can thank and support our veterans and first responders. God bless you, and I will see you there.
1: It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year
2: warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited-edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen-size My Pillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Pillow. Thanks, America!
0: good afternoon ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the set of the tanya joy show thank you for joining us as always i just like to let you know i am so grateful to you if You love our show and you have really loved. I've been seeing many new friends, many new people finding us on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, We also do, I also do, a little quick morning coffee talk with Esther over on Instagram and on my Facebook pages. So be sure that you're following over there. We used to do the whole coffee talk with Esther show and now they're more like two, three minute blurbs and they're little Bible, quick, fun things. So for those of you that remember Coffee Talk with Esther, I am doing it, but it's over on those other platforms. So be sure to find it. I believe that Instagram is at at real Tanya J Gibson or Tanya Joy. You'll find it. If you go to the Facebook, Tanya Joy Gibson, they should all be linked and you you can find them. I also have them always tagged in the show notes. So please be sure to check in there. And please, we would love for you to support our sponsors. We have some amazing affiliates. The one that I love, that right now, I just feel like everybody needs to jump, jump on this while they can, is Transact Card. This is a way to take back our financial systems. It's all uh community bank driven, but it's real simple. It's actually a debit card that links to your everyday bank account. And every time you swipe it, you get dollar for dollar back in Z Bucks. And they're creating a whole new e-commerce site. It's so it's combating Amazon and fighting back in the financial system, which we need. And giving you opportunities to make money back for what you're already spending and we all need that right now don't we all right we are going to start something new so for those of you that uh, have been following the show i'm gonna do my best to try and attach a bible verse to every show that we do uh you know for those of you that have followed followed along for a while this whole show is about the lord it's about elevating jesus name and that's the only reason that that i'm is because he has asked me to do this. So um, I've seen other shows do this, and I'm going to try and start implementing this into our show here. We have a great guest for you today, and I'm going to bring him in in a few moments. But today I want to read Proverbs 6, starting in 16. And it says, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. And there's a lot in that. The one that really stuck out to me was the hands that shed innocent blood. And today's show, you're going to understand why I felt that that really talks to our show today. I've got Scott Shara here. He has an unbelievable story. He lost his precious daughter during um, the the way that the hospitals worked the COVID system um, and ultimately the way that our hospitals have become killing fields. And so we're going to talk about medical murder. It's a heavy topic, but God's in the redemption business. And so please be sure you stick through the whole show because we're going to share about how God is now using Scott to really speak and share truth and um, all the things that he's doing. So you don't wanna miss a minute of today's show. Hit the share button right now while we jump into our show sponsor commercials and uh, just highlight some people that we love that are uh, in business and and are benefits to you. But um, share this right now while that's going and then join us back here in a minute. All right, we'll see you soon. In a world where most banks are prioritizing shareholder profits, Transact Card stands apart by putting its members first, and that's you. Join now and be part of the change. What if you could do your everyday transactions, getting gas, buying groceries, paying your house bills, and while you're doing that, making dollar for dollar back that you can then use to repurchase those items that you purchase anyway at a discount? Well, now that is possible. Check out Transact Card. This is revolutionizing the way we as conservatives shop and save and protect our money. One-time fee of $25, this card will link to your bank, and you just go about your business like you already do, except you use this card to swipe. And every time you swipe, you earn a dollar back. Don't miss this opportunity. Go to tanyajoy.transactcard.com today. That's tanyajoy.transactcard.com. Don't miss out. You're already spending money. It's time you started to make money.
2: Okay. Well, we weren't shocked over again. Now, so welcome back to the show. As
0: well, I'm so excited to have you both, both on the show. and I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an jo- honor! Joshua,
1: Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am feeling so great.
0: Hello, everybody. Thank God, I am wonderfully great. Hello.
2: Hello. Thank you very much.
1: Because. What is prayer? I'm
2: just doing, you know what I mean? And it, I'm thrilled to be here with the two
1: of you. <laughs> you too. And that's who these crazies, these evil ones.
2: It is. It's it to right.
0: Hey, good job. They right. are the Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to rise. These people that get higher up, How? sometimes I've thought. Lord,
1: these are glory days and not gloomy days.
2: Like, I love that. I love that. Auto, you know
1: do. and it, it, it kind of works What's it awesome works? about the tour is people like you
2: good
1: i love the applause that's cool
0: there we go thank Hi, you Joy. everybody welcome we are so excited are you ready to get the show on the road let's go all right welcome back ladies and gentlemen let's bring scott in hi scott how are you i'm doing well tanya good it's, to see you it's great to see you so for those of you that um don't know i had gone out to atlanta and i was a guest co-host on um frequency what is it I, oh my gosh this is terrible tim's gonna be mad i can't raising the frequency i'm like what is the name of the show raising the frequency <laughs> all i could think was ui media network he's gonna be mad at me if he sees this anyway I got to meet Scott because I I got to co-host and Scott was the guest. And what was really cool is that for those of you who remember, we did that awesome show with Greta Crawford and Laura, um, I think it's Hoffman. And they've got those awesome medical documents that everybody needs. If you have not seen that show, look in the show notes. I've got it tagged there. You need to pick these forms up for your families. Every person in your family should have one of these on hand. So anyway, I got to meet Scott and he is real connected with those ladies. And it was just such an honor. So as soon as we got off the air, I said, Scott, could you come on my show too for my my viewers? And so we're just glad and honored to have you here.
1: Well, thank you. You know, Greta and Laura are having a um, webinar coming up this Thursday and Saturday. Uh,
0: oh, so, awesome.
1: So to do a training, this is their first, first time. They're just trying to leverage their time and get more people trained on the documents, et cetera. So
0: Oh, I like, is it f- like for anybody can come to it
1: yeah, for anybody? Yes. So That's you can go awesome. to uh, protocolkills.com is Greta's website and there's a, a link to register there.
0: Perfect. Okay. We're going to make sure that we add that. I'm going to write that down so that I make sure that I tag it, um, on here because that is awesome. What they're doing is just remarkable. It's, it's just absolutely remarkable. So scott share your story what happened with you and your family and your precious daughter um just to update you know a lot of people have maybe heard your story because you i have been seeing it getting out there which is so good but for my viewers in your words share your story
1: well it starts uh long before the what got me in the in the game which what got me in the game is grace's first day in heaven was October 13th of 2021. So we're just past two years now uh, of Grace's death. And Grace came into this world uh, in a lot of ways the same way that she left. And what I mean by that is Grace had Down syndrome. And when we had Grace, the doctors came in after a couple of hours of huddling and said, we suspect your daughter has Down syndrome. Do you want to keep her? And of course, you know, that didn't matter to us. And we were shocked to hear that. Of course, they weren't talking about aborting her then, you know, it's advanced to that level now, uh, that you can abort people. I presume right after they're born. But it was that they just assumed, and now that I see what's going on with the training documents of how medical providers are trained, is Down syndrome people are not welcome. So they just assume that we wouldn't want Grace and so that we would put her up for adoption or or something else. But we wanted her and God blessed her, or blessed us with a, an angel in our life for 19 years. So we were 39 years old when we had Grace, and which is pretty late, but we had turned the baby department over to God back then. And he chose to bless us with a little angel. And we had 19 years of an absolute uh, fun run. I mean, she was, she was a gift. She was extremely high functioning, partially because God made her that way, of course, uh, partially because we never vaccinated Grace with anything. And then my wife Cindy did a fantastic job homeschooling Grace, and she could yeah. do. Um, I mean, there's really nothing she couldn't do. She could uh, read, write. She pub could public speak. She drove a car. She deer hunted with me. Uh, she rode horse. She played violin. Uh, I mean, she did it. She did it all. She was. She knew every state and capital. She knew every country and capital, but she. She was a sharp cookie, and you know what was uh, for me personally. What I like, what I miss most, is her sense of humor because she's one of the few people that she was. Her and I were like sidekicks doing humor back and forth. So she got my stupid literal humor, and yeah, and, and she. I
0: love it.
1: And, and uh,
0: I'm gonna pull some pictures up of her because I love that she loved oh, yeah. Elvis. I <laughs> well, love. Yeah, she, was,
1: she was quite an Elvis fan. So this
0: is adorable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How old was she here? Oh boy, she would have. I think that in that play, she was 17.
0: Wow.
1: Isn't that something? It's yes, just that was me. a lot younger there. So, we, you know, she, what's interesting about her love for Elvis, so it came about when my wife had a hip replacement. And so they, she was kind of, um, quarantined to the house for a little bit she couldn't do a lot so they started watching movies and grace watched an elvis movie and was was hooked and ultimately she wrote a letter to priscilla elvis elvis's wife care of graceland and priscilla called grace and invited us to graceland i want to show you that can you go yeah there's priscilla with grace. oh so,
0: my gosh is that incredible isn't that something?
1: yeah so we we went to Graceland and had a private meeting with Priscilla Presley.
0: Wow, look at this. Is this Can we is this a short little video here?
1: Yeah, you can play that. Let's mm-hmm. see if
0: we can play that.
2: Wonder if oh. you
1: She's Wonder ready for the concert you. tomorrow
2: night. Oh. Are you going tomorrow night? Yes. This guy painted my nails. <cat>. Wonderful, this <laughs> guy <laughs> in the green shirt. Oh, he changed his purple. I, purple. <laughs> <laughs> i <reading> had green earlier. <laughs> yeah. Purple guy. Favorite color. Is it? Is okay. it? I think that my toenails got painted. They did. Mm-hmm. Oh, so right. I have a feeling those are coming off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so I like that they're matching. Dad did do those, right? Are you changing? <laughs> you're making me tempting to tear your feet these are beautiful wow, these are beautiful i like that they you match your nails i don't like it when you put let's say red nails and pink nail polish i like it all kind of looks clean and nice and
0: pretty wow that was
1: they they became pen pals then and uh you know the the day after grace died I texted Priscilla's assistant and Priscilla called. I think I texted her that I don't remember. Uh, It must've been the day after and Priscilla called right away and she didn't come to the funeral, but she sent flowers to the funeral.
2: Wow.
0: I mean, it's so share. I mean, what a precious girl. So that was, that's her life. That's, you know, I mean, big hearted, wonderful. And, and we know, most people know Children, individuals with Down syndrome are the happiest, most loving, like, you know, they're just, it's almost like they're like the salt of the earth, you know, like they just.
1: Well, that's literal. You know, the thing that out of all the things I said about Grace, the thing that was the best was she had the genuine love for the Lord that, I mean, I had, um, It's it's a strange, you know, it's not, it it shouldn't be strange, but I mean, people would write us right after Grace died. And a couple of people wrote in letters that, you know, now that Grace is in heaven, she doesn't have Down syndrome. And I tend to look at it completely different. I mean, I I think that everybody in heaven has Down syndrome Mm -hmm. because it is not literally, but you get the idea is that, you know, Grace, um, well, I'll give you a story and it'll, It'll really get you into the mindset that I'm talking about. So Grace loved going to the county fairs. Yeah, you, know, you know, so she kept me young. I mean, I've aged a lot since Grace is gone. So, you know, I would have to go on every ride, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, <at>, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of them I'd have to sit at the bench for a half hour afterward to have my stomach catch up. But at one of the particular days at the fair, there was a man there that I don't care for. And you know, Grace, I sat, I was sitting on the, on the bench and Grace ran up to him and gave him a hug. And I thought on that bench, I thought to myself, she can do, she's doing what, what we're supposed to do. She's doing what I can't do. Um, and it's, it was, it was really wonderful to see that. Uh, wow. you know, wow. that is, you know, our, our, um, our selfishness gets in the way of what we're supposed to be doing. And that did not happen with Grace. Uh, she, she loved the way that we're supposed to love. And it was, it was wonderful to see it.
2: Uh, wow. you know,
1: so when I say we had an angel with us for 19 years, I, I mean it. And you know, that was, there's so many examples like that I could share, but I mean, she, she uh, showed me you know it's hard to it's hard to have a relationship with somebody you don't see you know mm-hmm. so you know we're supposed to have a personal relationship with Jesus but you know we don't see him right um, but grace was was an angel walking around so you could see what it looked like in in real time and it was it was really special wow uh, anyway you know that that is um why when i start telling the story and the details you know we're into this of course because grace died but then what's the motivation and genesis 50 20 is really an important scripture verse because it says what you meant for evil god meant for good which is what is happening now the saving of many lives so we look at telling the story to wake people up physically so that you can survive a hospital stay. And, you know, Greta and Laura piggyback on, on that, you know, how do you survive? You know, the first, you know, so what I'm doing is sharing, sharing the story so that people can wake up because if you don't change your belief relative to what's happening, you'll never be prepared. So all the things Greta and Laura are doing are nothing. If you, You know, why would you ever do it if you think a hospital is a safe zone, right? So I'm I'm proving that hospitals are killing fields, and it's really easy to prove if people have an open mind. Uh, But then the more important thing, what God shared with me early on is, Scott, don't be using Grace's story to just expose evil. And the you know so then you think oh yeah of course share the gospel well yes you know sharing the gospel is a critical piece but it's it's actually deeper than that because what. What I learned is in my research, I learned a term that I had never heard before called the Hegelian dialectic. And as I drilled that down and studied the Hegelian dialectic, I saw that there's an esoteric spiritual war going on, and it's it's a battle for souls. You know, so you know, I I knew about the concept of Satan before, and you know, Satan and God are at war with each other, and it's it's a battle for souls. But Satan, his tools are quite interesting in that esoteric battle. You know, we are living in the Antichrist system. You know, the the reality of everything that he's had 6,000 years to set up would be called the Antichrist system. And, you know, that's the world. Jesus said Satan is the prince of this world. And so we live in a world that's Antichrist. And so how do you participate in that world? So it's no surprise when we see that hospitals are killing fields because Satan's one of Satan's responsibilities in his uh in his tally sheet is to kill people. And so then you get these crazy climate control agendas, population control agendas, and these are all based on uh, Satan's mission in the Antichrist side of things. But then what I had, what I saw when I started to get into this full time was that there seems to be a race to expose evil. And that's what God warned me against. Don't be in that race, Scott. Don't be in a race to expose evil. You know, every week, if you're paying attention to the alternative media, you see somebody is, you know, the, the next level of evil keeps getting exposed and it keeps going up, up, up. And, you know, so, you know, Pfizer... Created a bioweapon. Well, then they, the government knew about it, and you know, you just keep, you just read this stuff, and what it is is, it's a race to expose evil. Which I mean, we we should be shedding light on evil, but it just a, a race to expose evil fits into Satan's playbook. So you think, well, how is that possible? You know, once people see the evil, how does it fit into Satan's playbook? Well, <clears throat> September 11th gave us a clue as to that playbook. So when September 11th happened, that was that was evil. And it's way more evil than what people, most people think because we're the ones who caused it, meaning the United States. Okay, so that evil gets exposed. And what did we do? Our fear led us to accepting a security and comfort solution mm. that took away even more rights. And so that was a glimpse of Satan's esoteric agenda. So this exposing evil sets up the false prophet system, which Satan... Resurrects himself as an angel of light, and prays EY on our security and comfort desire to get out of all this evil. So things are going to get worse, as I see it, and the evil is going to get exposed even further. And then it sets us up for the ultimate trap—that esoteric trap of the false prophet system. So anyway, that's, that's
0: so good. That's I love. Long, I'm so step. no. I love that you brought that up because it's there's so many good things to it, but, but it's so important. I feel like that's a good teaching. And I feel like in the midst of us talking, you know, these are hard conversations. It's horrible. It's awful that we are having to live during a time when our, our loved ones are being literally murdered. I mean, that's hard. That's, that's not an easy thing to live through, but it's important because so many people have gone through this. It's important that we teach here's what happened in the word. like you know we kind of knew this was coming and these are the ways we walk through it and these are what we need to be aware of so i love that you brought that in and talked about that share um Thank you, you yeah. want me to
1: share the details i get it yeah so i mean i got on i got rambling there and i know i love
0: it, it. We could, you could keep going into that actually i mean i really love it but i want you to also be sure that you go back a little bit and give what happened because we didn't talk about that yet. So share about what happened with Grace um, through this. And then, yeah, definitely we can go back to that because I love that
1: so the end game so october 13th was grace's last day on earth her first day in heaven and you know i've come to the conclusion that she was murdered that took me about 6 months to come to that conclusion and i'll explain as i explain the details you'll see why and you know the murder is a responsibility of the doctors and nurses who did this of course but you know i first want to shine the light on me because what happened is the propaganda got to me so we were prepared at home We had ivermectin, vitamins, all the blah, blah, blah to make it through once we got COVID, you know, so we suspected we get COVID, you know, whatever that is, you know, under the psyop But I mean, I, you know, now that I see it, it, you know, was never a virus, but that really doesn't matter for this conversation. But what we were doing was following the flccc protocol at the time and that protocol in addition to vitamins and ivermectin said to monitor your oxygen saturation so we bought a pulse ox to monitor grace's oxygen saturation and on the morning of october 6th of 2021 the pulse ox read 88 and the flccc protocol at the time said if Your oxygen saturation drops below 94% admit yourself to the hospital, so we perceived it was an emergency. And so you think well what's wrong with that well it's because and i'm not, this is not about the FLCCC that's not it's about what I did so, if you just process why would we ever even buy a pulse ox. It doesn't make any sense because we had no baseline. So we're trusting, you know, we know to not trust the white coat, but we were just trusting a different set of white coats instead of trusting God, me specifically. So instead of using my critical thinking and realizing, okay, Grace just has a cold. Grace was fine when we checked her into the hospital. She just had a cold and 88% oxygen. And you know, if we would have never checked Grace into the hospital, Grace would be alive today. So I share that because God did not give us a spirit of fear and the propaganda had influenced my spirit and and my critical thinking checked out and I checked my daughter into the hospital. And because I did that, she is no longer here today. So that being said, what happened in the hospital is that the, in the emergency room, the emergency room physician suggested, suggested checking Grace into the hospital for three or four days on oxygen and a steroid, and then she'll be going home. I thought, well, that makes sense, and so I said, I'll be staying with her, and they said, well, you can't, and I said, well, then I'll take Grace home and they had a big meeting with all the higher-ups and a couple hours later said we decided you can stay so i stayed with grace from october 6th until the 10th i was taken out by an armed guard on the 10th we hired an attorney to negotiate with the hospital attorney to get my daughter jessica in as a replacement cindy my wife couldn't do it at the time because she was very sick uh, presumably with COVID. anyway we had 47 hours without advocacy during that 47 hours when you overlay the medical records with the timeline you see that what they did is they started grace on a sedation med called presidex on october 9th i was taken out on october 10th and then the 47 hours where we didn't have an advocate in the room for grace they increased the dose of presidex six different times so they sedated my little buddy instead of taking care of her there's absolutely no reason to have her on presidex whatsoever grace was a calm person you can imagine just based on just the pictures you but I mean you you shared but I was in the hospital room with her I mean she was just herself there's no reason to sedate her, but the sedation is used because they their goal with COVID, it's still the goal today because the emergency use authorization is still in place for mm-hmm. a ventilator. Their goal was to get Grace on a ventilator. Why? Because my research showed after the fact that a ventilator is a $300,000 payday to the hospital. So they have one goal, which is to make money and it's sickening. Yeah. It's not just sickening, it's evil. And When you you overlay what happened with the money and everything, it all comes together in all the puzzle pieces fit together. So we we never uh, allowed a ventilator. We never approved a ventilator and Grace was never on a ventilator. But because we didn't approve a ventilator set a series of of, uh, steps in motion that ended Grace's life on October 13th. So the day started on October 13th with a phone call from the doctor about 10 o'clock in the morning and. The purpose, the stated purpose of the call was to uh, have Cindy ask Cindy and I for a preauthorization on a ventilator just in case, and so we said no for the fifth time that morning. Then the doctor switched gears and said, "Well, Grace had such a good day yesterday, which is it, it's shocking because she did have a good day in spite of being sedated." And he said, "She had such a good day yesterday. We should work on nutrition." So we approved a feeding tube during that call. And, you know, the feeding tube wasn't ever necessary because they should have been feeding Grace the whole time, which is, yeah. a, that's a whole nother story, but that it doesn't, it takes away from the main theme here. But, you know, ultimately, when you look at the phone call the and the timeline of the meds, he was lying to us on the phone call. So he said, let's, great, let's get Grace out of bed, watch TV, get everything moving, the, the um, feeding tube so that we can get Grace out of the hospital in the next three, four days. Well, before the call, they had actually strapped Grace down to the mat bed and made her defecate in the bed. In the one hour, my daughter, Jessica, had left the hospital at the nurse's request to go home and take a shower. There's a shower right in the room. So there's no reason she couldn't have showered in the room, but they wouldn't let her. In, in 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 spite of Jessica's protests saying, my dad showered in the room, why can't I? And what they did is they strapped Grace down to the bed while she was gone, made her poop in the bed. Then while we're on the call with the doctor, he increased the dose of Presidex to the maximum allowable dose. When simultaneous with hanging up the phone with him, he put an illegal do not resuscitate order on Grace's chart. And it was eight minutes later, The Presidex was given to maximum dose at 1048. At 1056, he put the DNR order on Grace's life, but it didn't kill her. I think they believed the Presidex at that rate was gonna kill Grace. So they ended up taking two more steps. They added lorazepam and then morphine to that combination, which is what you give people in their last half hour of life in hospice care to euthanize them. So they euthanized Grace. And they did that in a 29-minute window, starting at 5.46 that evening. So 5.46, they gave Grace a dose of lorazepam, 5.49 a second dose, and at 6.15 morphine. All the while, Presidex was at the maximum allowable dose. And Grace was dead an hour and 15 minutes after the morphine. And when it came time to revive Grace... They refused. The nursing staff, Jessica estimated 30 nursing staff in the hallway because of shift change. There was an armed guard posted outside of Grace's door. And when it came time to revive Grace, Jessica was panicking. She had Cindy and I on a FaceTime call and we're all screaming, save our daughter. And this is when we learned Grace had a DNR order because they would not come in the room. They scream from outside the room. She's DNR. So they refused to revive her because of that DNR order that the doctor put God. on Grace's chart. You know, so ultimately we watched Grace die on FaceTime. Jessica was in the room at 727 on October 13th of 2021. So what happened since then was we got the record surprisingly quick. One of the doctor friends of ours, uh, she said, Scott, you better get these records quick because something happened there. You know, she was, she was an outsider helping us throughout the whole hospital stay. And so we got the records relatively quick. We, her and I put together the summary. That's where I got, I really got educated pretty quickly on the medical vernacular. And, you know, we put together a summary on November 8th, Grace died October 13th. And at that point, I was not, still not awake. So I You know, I did my biblical responsibility, so I was awake there, which is, you know, send this information to the hospital so it doesn't happen again. And I I did that. I requested a meeting with the hospital CEO and the doctor thinking that, well, they have a chance to see what they did to repent and make sure it doesn't happen to anybody else again. Well, on December 2nd, they sent an email back and said, we're not going to meet with you. And so then that was my first clue. And, you know, a, a whole series of events happened subsequent to that and ultimately in january of 2022 i jumped into this fight full-time i turned my business over to my guys to run it and uh you know this i haven't stopped i mean this is this is that important to warn people of what is happening so what happened to grace tanya is so you know the first thing to realize is this is not an anomaly during the COVID era which was 39 months long 1.2 million Americans were murdered in hospitals and you know that's a that's first that number should shock people but it would yeah. should really shock people when you frame it in terms of the United States was number 1 yeah. in of all countries in the entire world during that 39 month era with hospital deaths with covid as a diagnosis and so and we're number 1 by far 1.2 million with India whose population is four times that of the United States and less than 50% of the deaths of the United States at 531,000. So then you, okay. So you start seeing these statistics and you know, I, I'm a, I like researching uh, and you know, I, I'm able to summarize the thoughts for then other people can see it and connect the dots. So if you have ears to hear and eyes to see, I mean, you can't help but take the research that I'm, I'm sharing and wake up and that's, you know, that's, Uh, certainly the short-term goal is to get people to wake up so you can be alive physically, you know, but the spiritual piece of it is even more important, which is that's why I went on the rabbit trail before with the esoteric spiritual agenda.
0: That's just the statistics. I want to hang there for just a second, because sometimes I think these numbers, you know, they can go in one ear and out the other. and, And, and there's so much, and there's so much in it. And, and the heart stirs. And I want the viewers to just sit for a second because there are still people that don't recognize what COVID was. There are still people that don't recognize that there were 1.2 million people killed by basically our government, you know, and our medical industry. But the medical was told by Fauci and by the government, you know, this is your protocol. This is what you're going to do. Great. Um, so for those of you that are listening, <laughs> rewind even 20 seconds, 30 seconds and go back and just listen to those numbers. And the sad and horrifying thing, as you mentioned, and as I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, is that this is not, this didn't end our hospitals are still doing this. Our hospitals are still, this is why Laura and Greta's forms are vital. If you, like, and you, you don't want to wait. You need to have this in place before you have to get to the hospital. So again, that's going to be down in the show links and that's free. It, and that doesn't do a me. It doesn't give us anything other than we care about people and we don't want people to go through this again. So go into the show links, go to um, the uh, protocolkills.com and you can get these for free for each family member. But anyway, um I can't imagine what it was like for your other daughter to have to be there and for your family because this, you know, this is so f- multifaceted. It's it's the medical, it's it's exposing the evil like you said, but it's it's there's hu- this is humanity. This is humans. You you guys had to sit there and watch this what, what, you know, I'm sure you've talked to other families who've gone through this and you've been able to be an encouragement somewhat, but I just would love for you to talk about that for a minute because I can't imagine what that had to have been like that piece of this.
1: It's, um, it's interesting. You know Those, those details are, um, you relive it once a year, of course, that whole week. So, I mean, we just got Uh, done with the second anniversary of grace's first day in heaven and you start going through blow by blow that week and you know what were we doing how did this happen how did that happen so for example when i was taken out by an armed guard on october 10th what was my thought process why did i leave her there um you know so you replay stuff like that and you know jessica being in the room of course you know you used you replay everything, and of course, you second guess. I mean, that's our our nature, right? If I would have just not left, if I would have just done this, um, but you know, we have to turn it over to God. That is the reality. God is sovereign, and you know, when I, I saw your scripture verse on your back wall for such a time as this, and you know, that's the Esther four fourteen reference, and a lot of people look at um, that applying to me you know, that I was made for such a time as this. And I have been, I mean, God, God had me prepped. I mean, our whole life was set to take care of Grace after Cindy and I passed away. So we had our whole estate set up. I've been a business owner for 30 years. And um, all these skills that God gave me set me up for a time such as this. And I mean, of course we had no idea, but the more important person in this role is not me. It was my daughter, Grace. Grace was made for a time such as this. Grace gave her life to wake other people up, including me. I was not awake. And in order to, I would have, I don't believe I'd be awake today if Grace wouldn't have died, but that event woke me up. And Grace gave her life. Many, many, many people have been saved already because of Grace. My wife and I uh, physically saved a disabled man one year ago, November 5th. We physically removed him out of a hospital in Green Bay when he had already gotten six doses of Remdesivir. Oh, my and, gosh. And, uh, you know, so Grace saved his life. You know, and there's a whole bunch of them. What's what's really unique is that most in, in our case is that we were there. You know, most people what happened with COVID, they set this up as the ultimate um And this is where you can see it as satanic because all the T's were crossed, all the I's dotted. So what they did specifically with COVID is that they they had it such that if the hospital would list COVID-19 pneumonia on the death certificate, not only did the hospital get a $13,000 bonus, but the family got a $9,000 burial allowance. So we never took that money, by the way. Because we saw it early enough to realize that this is—we don't want their dirty money, anyway. The you know so then most of these families. So you said you know what what experience you have talking with other families. I've got a lot of experience talking Mm -hmm. with other families, but I would say out of the 1.2 million Americans who were murdered, I would say well over a million of them. Don't believe their loved one was murdered because they're still trusting the white coat and the white coat told them they died of COVID. They got $9,000 and they actually think their government is their friend. Look at my my great government paid me $9,000 to to bury my husband or my son or my mm-hmm. daughter as a result of COVID. The couple hundred thousand that are awake, you know, there's a you know there's a whole spectrum. You know, you've got me on the right hand side where I can't stop talking. And then you have people on the other side that they cannot deal with the fact that their son or daughter has been murdered. And so their head is still in the sand. And, you know, I'm not throwing them under the bus at all, but that's just Mm -hmm. the reality. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a whole slew of people in the middle that don't know what to do. And now we've got, there's an amnesty play being made and, you know, all kinds of, of stuff relative to COVID. And you realize, you know this whole thing. The better way to look at this is it has nothing to do with COVID. Yeah. So you mentioned it's still going on today. And a better way to look at it is is it never stopped.
0: Never stopped. Yeah.
1: And you know, so some of the documents you know, I can share a couple documents. I don't know how much time you have left, but I can. Yeah, we've
0: still got a few minutes, so yeah, go ahead. You can share them. a
1: couple documents to show people what what's going on. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: Absolutely, let's do it because so this agenda. Um, this yep. agenda i want to just
1: i'm going to just try uh so we'll see if we can create a miracle here tanya with a share screen
0: yeah it's All pretty right. easy so now with we'll this see, system I'll... luckily
1: <laughs> yeah well it, it,
0: it's I'm a lot easier than old. it used to be it used to be much <laughs> more difficult now you can do that present and then once you share it i will click it down here so they they won't see All it right, until yeah. you're ready
1: all right. So I want to share this document first. Okay. So this is uh, in 1967. This is the first recorded, you know, in writing plan to depopulate the United States. And how this came about is I went to kindergarten in 1968 and I was five years old. And what happens is, you know, God gives us certain things that you remember, but nobody else remembers, right? You know, just yep. and so one of the things I remembered from kindergarten was that. We got a weekly reader, and in the weekly reader, it said that it's irresponsible to have more than two children. And they also said that if your parents had an electric can opener, that's wrong because it's using resources that we don't have. We don't have enough resources on the planet. So just think through what they're doing. The electric can
0: opener, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I mean, could you imagine like how, you know? (laughs) how simple that that now we've got you know you if you drive a car but back then it was I mean that's wow that's
1: what they were programming little five-year-olds to believe yeah and so why was that programming happening well it came out of this document in 67. so you can see I've highlighted just a, a few things so encourage increased homosexuality in 1967 fertility control agents in the water supply And so then what I did, I did kind of a deep dive when I was preparing. So where this fits, this is one of the, I did a seven part series. In fact, we're recording part seven tomorrow called Medical Murders, the number one cause of death in the United States by design. And Mm -hmm. I'm emphasizing by design. So people don't see that. Oh yeah, this is, this is just a, a system gone awry. No, this is not a system gone awry. This is a system that was created for this time to murder people. It was designed this way. And here's the first document showing it. So then look at, I'm going to share in 1967. uh, So I found, or 68, I couldn't find the weekly reader from kindergarten that I was, you know, so you start going in. I mean, a lot of stuff is available online, but I did find the first great edition and look what they say. It says, we are aware of the importance of the parent during the first five years of a child's life. <laughs> of course, not after that, because we got to right. turn them over to the public. Exactly. System, right? <laughs> then it says the role of the school. The school is the most logical place to appoint the parent with these responsibilities. Are you kidding me?
0: Wow. Um,
1: but this is all you see the
0: programming. Back yeah, this is yes. so good.
1: Then look at what. So then, so that's from the 60s. Then you look at the 70s. How safe is our drinking water? And you know, I'm. I'm, This is is when you start realizing the control grid that they have. It's it's scary. So it says fighting water pollution in our nation's 240,000 water systems is not an easy task for EPA officials. Well, you know why? Because they got to spend. All their time making sure the fluoride levels in the water are high enough to dumb us down and kill us. Right. So they don't have time to fight water pollution. People don't realize eighty percent of the population drinks off of a public water supply, so they can kill us right through the water. Eighty percent of us. All right. So then, what about the world's hungry? You're going to laugh out loud when you see this. So 1974. Why is there so much hunger? Experts say it's because growing populations are eating up food faster than the world's farmers can produce it. So you can see this agenda, right? Yeah. But then AOC must have read this one from 1974 on the bottom left. Other public officials have suggested Americans give up one hamburger a week. Beef cattle eat huge amounts of grain. If the U.S. raised less beef, there would be more grain available to ship abroad. To this ship is abroad. The this is the crap that they're pumping little kids with.
0: Yeah. In and the so 70s. It's,
1: right. It's no surprise when, you know, these kids graduate from high school and, you know, and vote. Yeah. Did, their, their whole mindset is population control, manage the climate. You know, what did, what did God say? He said, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. We have a good God he didn't he didn't give us a planet without enough resources so anyway cool. these are just uh, i'm giving you a couple slides so that people can actually see the depth of what's going on to prove you know what i what i did was it's basically a research project i went through who what where why when and how as a research project to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt medical murder is the number one cause of death by design and then number seven, which will be taped tomorrow, is now what? Now that you're awake,
0: so what are you going to do about it? And tell people where can they find, because this is a podcast you're doing, ultimately, and you've been doing for a year, over a year, you said, right? Um, Correct. So so it'll be
1: a year coming up in November. So everything, if you pull up, can you just pull up Grace's website again? Uh-huh, yes. I'll show it. It's a lot easier than I can just show people. I'm going to just stop share here.
0: Yep. And All right, go so if you go right to the
1: homepage. On the left hand side, you see on in yellow, medical murder.
0: Right, oh, right, right here. There.
1: Perfect. Yep. So the whole series is there. So, what that does is it, it will have all the. I, I'm doing um, recorded monocasts on Rumble. So, my monocasts are there. The PowerPoint presentations are all there. Wow, and all this my, is
0: fantastic. All
1: my research.
0: That is awesome. Whoops, let me go back. Look at that. So how fantastic. And then people can watch it right here. See the slides.
1: Great. All the slides are there. And so Wow.
0: This is incredible. This is incredible. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. It's so sad, but I mean, this is the reality. This is just part this, what we're at right now just fits in exactly to their timeline. Ultimately, we're we're just kind of falling right in line, right in place with their plan and what they have. And I, you know, they, there are people behind this, you know, we have to understand that the ultimate they would just simply be Satan. I mean, that's, that's what we have to understand for the viewers, the listeners we're in a spiritual war, a spiritual battle, because Satan is the one that said he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. That was the the whole thing. So we have to understand this is a spiritual battle, but we also have to understand there are real humans connected to this. The Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, George Soros, Bill Gates, Fauci, you know, the, the World Economic Forum, the WHO, the, all the three-letter agencies. We have to understand. Now, there are some people in there that are I hate to say innocent. They're not innocent. Maybe they aren't aware. They're getting paid so much money that they're just going out to want to know. I'm getting all my money and I don't care. But there are very, very many of them in there that they know exactly what they're doing. They want this because they do believe in the Luciferian agenda. And within that agenda, just as much as we go, we are believers and we want others to come to Christ, Jesus, they are following Satan. And they believe they need to eliminate the world from bottom feeders, as they call us, you know, that is their mindset. And so this is real. This is a real war. I, I love that you have all of that right there on the website. For those of you listening, that website is ouramazinggrace.net. And again, we'll have that in the show notes, but it's our, like, O-U-R, the word amazing, and then the word grace. So there are two G's in there, dot Net And once you go over to that website, um, you'll be able to see all of the research, the documents, the, the PowerPoints that Scott has put together, along with being able to then hear his podcast and what he's talking about. And um, it's just, it's so heartbreaking and devastating. And I, I, not we're not going to get into this, obviously, but i I have a prodigal daughter um, who's been pulled into the trans agenda. and so she we don't speak to her. She doesn't speak to us, I should say. she's transitioned and you know, has a whole other identity. Um, oh so it's a loss. it's it's so as a parent, this whole agenda, all that's going on, it's devastating. and, and we are it's hard. It, it's a hard fight, but God is good, and he is turning what the enemy meant for evil into something good. And that is like what you're doing to save other lives. Grace lost her life, but through that, God is saving others and using your family to do so. And so it's, um, it's a beautiful thing in, in a very strange way. What would you like to end with? What are some final thoughts, final words? Um, that I'll let you have the last words here.
1: Well, the most important thing that people uh, can do, so, you know, for physically, the most important thing you can do is change your belief because our actions always follow our belief. So if you are not convinced that hospitals are killing people, you'll never do anything different than what you've done before. You'll walk into that killing field and you'll end up not coming out. So that's the thing that I would encourage people to do. Don't believe me. I'm not in wanting people to believe me. Start digging in on your own. Look at the research I've provided. And then I've provided all of my detail outlines to so that you can start digging. And hopefully that takes you on some rabbit holes that you come out of and say, okay, I'm convinced that there is an agenda to depopulate the earth and it is orchestrated by Satan. So that's the most important thing you can do physically. Spiritually, there's all kinds of things that you can do. But, you know, that's it, if people want to see all of the ones that I'm I'm suggesting, you can watch part seven that'll be uh, recorded tomorrow. But, you know, the, the most important one is the one that I shared when I had the light on me relative to Grace's hospital stay, which is... We, did, we were not given a spirit of fear. So every time you have fear, that tells you you need to repent. So there's a book that I read that I really liked that is titled, um, We Would See Jesus. And the main theme of the book is, if you don't have peace, repent. And so fear gives us, uh, you know, we don't have peace when we have fear. So it's time to repent. What is the sin behind the fear and repent of that so you can be reconciled again and then walk through these things. God is there. Uh, to walk through uh, these valleys with us and um, that is way more important than our physical our physical being but i want people to be prepared on both fronts and then you know last but not least of course is once you're woken up you have a responsibility to share with other people and i see that is woefully lacking today i mean i realize people have jobs and everything else but there's still you can do something every day to wake other people up and it's really important i mean that's how we can get the message out you know we're in the alternative media you know the alternative media you know if i got on cnn just one time i could wake more people up than i've been on 750 podcasts you know one time on cnn i'd have the same number of people woken up right maybe but i mean it's you know we're blocked from all of all of the regular media right But we can do it. We can, you know, God gave us that spirit to be able to do it one at a time. So that's what I would say in closing. I I would, you know, one personal plug I would have is we are uh, in a battle, uh, a legal battle, uh, which is very important. uh, Yeah, I wanted to
0: talk to you about that. I forgot because now you're suing them all for this, correct? Correct. Yeah, and
1: we, have, uh, we have the first jury trial of its kind in the entire country. And it's a three-week jury trial. It's scheduled for November 4th of 2024, which mm-hmm. is, it starts the day before the presidential election. So in preparation for that, we have a big hearing coming up Monday, Monday the 30th at 2.15 in the afternoon. And for those of you who are inclined to pray for us, it's, it's super important. And the reason it's important is because we're not only suing ascension hospital system but we're suing the five doctors and two nurses involved with grace's death it's a civil case so it's not a murder case but regardless what the state statutes are designed to do is so first of all realize when you do a when you have a lawsuit you're submitting to a legal system that's part of the antichrist system you've got to understand that first right. so we have been fooled to think that a lawsuit is about justice. You know, if we get justice, it'll be because of God's doing. It will not be because of the system's doing. That's
2: such so a that good point. That being
1: said, what is happening on the 30th is there's two motions to dismiss that are going to be heard on the 30th. And those purpose of those motions are one, the main purpose is to get our whole case as a medical malpractice case. And medical malpractice means it was an accident. This was not an accident. And so our main um, claim in our case is a battery claim. And so battery is, we've gotta have that claim survive the October 30th hearing. And the reason we've, we want that claim to survive is because if this case is gonna get national attention, which we expect it to get national yeah. attention, it's the first one. We'll have a chance to show um, what is going on inside of hospitals. And that would be huge for waking up the population. Oh, man, would it ever? So, so this battery claim is critical. And then assuming that we win the battery claim on in, in the trial, it's even bigger because now we have a stake in the ground that every other family in the country can follow that says, doctors, you can't use the state laws that put a wall around you and give you liability protection anymore. Because now we've just crossed <laughs> over to the intentional piece, yeah, and that's a big thing. They the, all these guys have insurance policies to ensure their negligence. Okay, you can't insure intent, and so that's why this is critical. So wow. anyway, I just wanted to plug that. So in. that will
0: be so the first the the first hearing is Monday the thirtieth.
1: That's actually the second hearing. We survived the first okay. hearing, and they scheduled the jury trial at the first hearing. So this is the second hearing. Okay, great. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, And that's at what time you said?
1: It's at 2.15 in the afternoon central time.
0: Okay. So that we can put that on there so people can be praying. And then if they go to your website, can they uh, help with donations or financial assistance for all of this as well?
1: We have a separate website that we're asking people if they want to donate, they can go there because it's linked to our gifts and Go. But more okay. importantly, we're developing a database of people following the story. And okay. the reason is, is because we're expecting calls to action that, you know, we don't even anticipate them yet, but they're sure. going to come down the road as we, you know, as we get closer to the target, believe me, yeah. we're going to have calls to action. So we'd like everybody listening to put in your name and email at gracechera.com. You can pull that up on your on your screen if you want. It's yeah,
0: I will. Let me look that. Let me grab it.
1: And you'll see it instantly it comes up and just asks for your name and email. And my daughter Jessica is running that site.
0: All right, let's get this shared. And it's right here is that this yellow?
1: Nope, that's there. that's our oh, that's uh, for the uh, newsletter. Okay. Yep, that's the newsletter. We're at links. If you go to the homepage, I can you can link it from the homepage. Okay. Uh, go to, um, da, 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 da. yeah, somewhere there. I can't Over read here? it on yours. Legal me, updates. Yeah. There reshare we go. Story. go to, oh, go to when
0: it. I put it in, it automatically added. Okay, right here.
1: So that should go to the other website when you click it.
0: So yeah. Oh, you, you know of, what? Hold on. Sorry. I, I It is on there, but you guys can't see it. Let me reshare. It It opened a new window and I forgot about that. Here it is.
1: There you go. So that's my favorite picture of Grace, by the way. That's the day I uh, stopped killing dandelions in our lawn because she picked that bouquet for my oh, wife. Before yeah. that, I was a lawn Nazi killing dandelions. And all of a sudden she comes in with that bouquet and is like, oh, my gosh, I'm not killing dandelions anymore. They're beautiful.
0: That is precious. Oh, my gosh. What an inspiration and um So many good things, so many good things. I'm so glad that I got to have you on our show and share more. And we got into some of this other stuff, just fantastic. And would love to have you back after, you know, you keep going through this because you've got so much to offer and talk about. And, um, this is just, it's really vital that we wake up as Christians to what's really going on and protecting from the hospitals. So thank you so much, Scott. I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. Um, Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Please now do your part and share this. That's, That's the easiest thing you can do. Share this with your friends and family. We are not out on you know, these big, huge networks that automatically have millions of views. So the way that we get this out there is if you share it, share it on your Facebook, share it in your uh, Instagram, your Twitter, you can reshare it. You can send the link to five friends via text. You could even send it via email, grab the link, send an email if, if you're like that, but do your job. Now you've heard this and help us by getting the word out there. God bless you all. We're so grateful for you. Have a great rest of your evening and stay tuned for the next show. Till then, bye everybody. Hello, everybody. We have some very exciting news that I wanted to be sure I came to you with first. We've had a lot of changes here at the show. We've had a lot of changes with everything over the last year and a half. Two years since I started doing this. And the biggest and most exciting is that we have just created a nonprofit. It's called Remnant Church. I've been traveling around the country all year, teaching and preaching at different churches, and that is really my passion. It is what I feel so called to. It's what brings me so much joy. I love teaching the Word of God. And as we continue to move forward, we're going to do that more and more on the show. So we're not going to change having our wonderful guests. We're still going to bring you truth and all of these things, but we're also going to add in an aspect of teaching and diving into the Word of God. So with that, if you are challenged, if you are changed, if you love what we are doing here, we have an ability for you to partner with us. You can now support the show, support the ministry, and it is all tax deductible. In order to do that, you need to go over to our website, tanyajoy.tv, and select the Donate Now. When you do that, all of your donations will go through the new nonprofit leg of the ministry, and all that you donate will be tax deductible. This is so exciting. I am thrilled and I'm just so grateful to the Lord that He has worked this out, that He has moved this into more of a leg of ministry, and we're really excited to see what He's going to do in the coming days. Again, you can go over to our website, tanyajoy.tv, go to the Donate Now, and everything you do donate will be tax deductible. Thank you so much and God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got
2: an amazing announcement for you. We are so excited to introduce a brand new magazine called Andrew, Andrew Magazine. It is brand stinking new. It'll be published six times a year. And there are some phenomenal articles and some phenomenal writers that are writing. In fact, one of them actually is Tanya Joy Gibson. Tanya wrote her first published article and it's called Alternative Universe. And it really is about Hollywood. It's about what's going on. This patriotic movement today, those who love the country of United States and they wanna preserve the Constitution, they wanna preserve a way of life. Biblical standards that we've grown up with. This is a magazine that's about Americana. It's the people's voice. The Republic has been flipped. And if you see that R, turn around, something great is happening in the Republic. There's some top, top
0: patriots that have written in this magazine. It is a gorgeous magazine. It's like a book. It's like a commemorative magazine, really and truly. And you can get this at andrewmagazine.com.
2: They can subscribe. There is a discount to go right now. We're offering a promo that they can get, I think, 20% off if they order 12 editions instead of six. If they order for the next two years, they get an even bigger discount.
0: Go right now to andrewmagazine.com. Go in there right now if you're watching or listening, andrewmagazine.com. Go right now, get yourself subscribed and signed up. We will have more on this to come, but you do not want to miss this point in history. God bless y'all. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe hit the notification bell and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.